Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Storyboarding Batman podcast, where we talk about uh, what we would do with certain characters, because we're never actually going to get able to write them. Uh, my name is Dante, and I have with me Zach. Hey, how's it going? And today, we are going to be storyboarding Scarecrow. So, Zach, uh, we are going to talk about Scarecrow today, and you and I are longtime Batman fans. Um, so where would you say you your relationship with Scarecrow starts? <laughs> okay, um, you mean like when I first heard about yeah, Scarecrow? Yeah, yeah, like what's your, okay. what's your experience with Scarecrow, I guess? Uh, probably the first was Batman Begins back in 2006. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that was probably my first introduction, because I think I might have seen him in the animated series growing up, but it was so limited in terms of... And I, he'd be just be another character that I ran into. Okay. Uh, whereas watching him uh, turn into, like, the, the mask with the maggots and, and, and seeing Demon Batman with, like, Icker falling out of his mouth, like, that really kind of stuck with me. I was, And I was only, like... I think that movie came out in 2005, so I was like nine years old. <laughs> that was that was like the first time Scarecrow stuck out to me as a as a villain. So, but what about you? Yeah, that's fair. No, uh, I think mine would have been the animated series because I like really grew up with that, and then I didn't see, I didn't see the Nolan trilogy until around. I, I saw the first two, I believe, before the third one came out, but I didn't see the third one in theaters. Um. But it would have been, like, I, I think I saw both of them for the first time after Dark Knight had come out. So it would have been in that interim between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Right. Um, so, for me, I grew up a lot more before I had seen them, I think. Because <laughs> you would have seen them right. pretty early. Whereas I saw them in my teens, I think. Yeah, I was a kid. I have a distinct memory of uh, watching The Dark Knight. And um, that scene where the guy, the dude dresses Batman smashes into the window, the, the, the Joker face, you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Dennis talking to the mayor. I was in the theaters watching that as like a, an 11 year old or whatever I was, 12, whatever I was. And I box of Skittles, I remember. So we're watching <laughs> conversations happening, holding a box of Skittles, smash, Skittles everywhere. <laughs> They're hitting my friends. Everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> I still all remember sudden, that. All of a sudden, uh, you understand what Joker's comedy was because everybody's laughing mm-hmm. at you. <laughs> oh, that was such a. Uh, uh, we'll have to talk about Joker later, but oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we, that was I'm the first sure time in my life where I'd Joker. ever been. Yeah, that was the first time in my life I'd ever been scared and amused at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And then I saw yeah. Sam Raimi, and then I was always scared and amused. <laughs> um. I guess I should have explained um, us a little bit. So we've actually worked together on a Joker project before. Um, Mm -hmm. And for a while, at least, we were kind of aspiring filmmakers at certain points in our lives. Um, And currently, that's not really viable for either of us. So this podcast was kind of a way for us to um, express ideas and and stories that we we would like to tell, but currently don't really have a super uh, effective outlet for that, if that makes sense. Or at least that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I thought the idea was kind of cool. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also fun to be able to just describe what you do with the with the character. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I think that everyone's done the. What would you do if you had a Star Wars property? Like yeah, you yeah. have free reign. What would you do? You know, that's the popular one now that. because of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I knew Scarecrow from animated series before, before uh, Batman Begins, but obviously Batman Begins was a big influential one as well. Um, I never latched onto him as much as like, I think you and and other people that experienced the way you did, uh, did, but it must've been just because I was a little older when I saw him. (laughs) Um, yeah. Plus the Arkham games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other one was the Arkham games, but the Arkham games I only played a couple years ago. <laughs> mm. um, okay, yeah. So then, if you were uh, for those of you who played them when we were younger, because I think it came out at the same time as Dark Knight, uh, Scarecrow became so much uh, he a much bigger character in our minds because uh, of that scene where the game glitches out and crashes. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also like. Um, I think he plays really well into the vibe of that game because Arkham Asylum's already kind of like pretty creepy, you know. And that Free was like Killer Croc, man. Yeah, yeah. The Killer the Killer Croc sequence scared me more than the, the Scarecrow sequence. I oh, be for sure, but just it added <laughs> that, that tension of like you have no idea what's going to happen at any moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I I like Scarecrow. Um, but we were just talking. We were just mentioned it a second ago before we started recording. But um, I feel like. So, so what I like about him is his effectiveness with the, the fear and obviously bringing up, it's a good way to bring up a character's insecurities is to just spray them with the gas that makes them think about their insecurities. <laughs> right. Um, but he's like weirdly limited in what you can do with him as a character, I feel. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, if Yeah. So when we were talking about doing this, you kind of came at this with, um, having already worked through the scarecrow problem and uh, you kind of already had an idea of what you were going to do with him. Whereas I've had to spend the last few days like dealing with that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and boy, God, is he, yeah, he's extremely limited. Like if, yeah, it's, I think if you, sorry, you go. You if, go. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's it. The problem is, is that he, his concept is interesting, but outside of, like a real life experience where someone could actually make you see your fears, it functionally kind of falls apart. It's an esoteric concept that inevitably becomes something like uh, if you try to if you tried to make a, um, a, a I don't know a video game about facing scarecrow and facing your fears. Well, then it, he becomes a catalyst. It's not that you're actually facing your fears; you're facing a giant spider because the character you're playing is scared of a giant spider or whatever. And then it's like, well, okay, that's not really living up to the hype and it's the yeah. same thing whenever you see him give show someone their it's it's like you're not actually seeing what scares you and that that promise the idea is not living up to its potential because it can't and then the writers use it as a tool they're like we want batman to fight a giant gorilla with bat wings uh, scarecrow <laughs> and he, he got the recipe wrong so that was a gorilla too all right. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. No, I can. I yeah. I totally agree. And like, I think Scarecrow is more effective for people that see a version of him that does their fear. Like, if you're afraid of maggots, Batman Begins is terrifying. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But I think I think the issue is he's kind of like the problem that you have with horror movie monsters, where once you show it fully, it loses a lot of its scare. Um, right. A prime example of this is if anyone's seen the movie The Ritual on Netflix. Um, 
it's about these guys that go hiking in the woods and um they end up getting like picked off as they go because of their um there's like this i believe there's like a weird cult thing but then there's a big monster yeah and then at the end of the film like okay yeah yeah yeah. it's like a version of loki or something right he has like the horns and stuff yeah so he's he's a variant of loki yeah yeah he's a variant of loki the ritual is set in the mcu (laughs) this is is now dated we did it we did it um I mean, the ritual came out so long ago now. I know, but Loki was a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I've extradited it. <laughs> now you really did it. <laughs> now um, I really did it. <laughs> so, uh, the um, in the last like fifteen minutes, you actually finally get to see what this freaking monster looks like, and you've seen like statues to him and stuff like that, but it's been kind of vague, and you've seen him through the trees and stuff like that. But then you finally get to see him, and like the design's pretty cool. But then you're like, oh, it's just he's him. a big old moose. <laughs> He's a big old moose. He's a with, big old moose with a dude. He's like a he's like a centaur moose. It's weird. Yeah, but he's got no head. I don't think. He has horns though. He's got, he's got like a deer head. head. Yeah, you see him like silhouetted through fire. So I don't really know. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, know. like you can look up like concept art afterwards, and they yeah. they have him in like full light, and he he looks weirdly a lot like the aliens from um, Arrival, kind of. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, for a minute, I was seeing the ships, and I was like, they "Look like a giant oval." I don't no, no, no. The aliens, the aliens right. in Arrival have that weird like they've got like the body bit, and it comes up to where a head should be, but there's no head. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I think like a lot of times it's just once the monster is revealed, he becomes less scary because the the fear is of the unknown and of like you know you have no idea what's coming after you. You only get little hits and hints and pieces, you know. Um, and so I think the problem with Scarecrow is that he's rather upfront in that department almost. <laughs> yeah. Cause you kind of know what he is straight off the bat, especially in the animated series, you see him in, in full light and he's just some British guy talking to you and he's like, I do fear. And it's like, okay. All right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's. It's also even further removed because it's not like, oh, you're going to face even like a bogger in Harry Potter. Uh, I'm assuming I'm saying that wrong, but no, uh, a bogger right. in Harry Potter, okay, uh, which can actually turn into uh, whatever you fear uh, yeah. and have some effect. So, you know, that giant spider, uh, that giant spider and that giant snake, that, they look like they were going to kill you, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So even that is scarier because there's something physical to it, whereas uh, his his fear gas is like, haha! Now you now you face your truest biggest fear: a bunch of teacup pigs, and then they all show up. You're like, no! And then uh, it turns out they're not real. So it's like, oh, yeah, I think yeah. actually um, one of the most effective uses of his scare toxin was at the end of Batman Begins, because the way it worked is like you're afraid of everybody else in the crowd, and so you either run away or you attack them and it makes everybody attack each other and then there is that physical threat there as well because you're attacking other innocent people you know um right which is more uh uh it's it's less like it's less uh fear inducing and more like oh it can cause pandemonium it can kill you yeah it's more like a it's more like a riot um it's a threat more so than a fear but like you know yeah well because if it was like if it was like full-blown fear toxin everybody would just like run away screaming from each other (laughs) and this is the problem with scarecrow is that 
his his conceit and his function are two different things. He can never live up to his conceit. It can be, so his his well, function is always elaborate, something else. Elaborate for me. So his conceit is I can make you see whatever you fear most. Yes. But he can never live up to that for the audience members and thus is always used as a plot not necessarily a plot convenience, but just as a plot point. You know, in it's so you never see a Batman comic where it's like they really delve into seeing your fears and and facing your fears and the the possibilities of that because you can't you can't show it's an esoteric idea you can't show the audience their yeah. fears so you're stuck going like we're gonna see your fears oh no Batman's fighting a gorilla now and yeah. it's like okay we bat, we wanted Batman to fight a gorilla because for like a while in the '60s, if you had a gorilla on the front of your comic, they sold better for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So, so everybody was I don't fight. know what that was about, but apparently, yeah. a lot of those just have the gorilla on the front. Like they're not even in the actual comic. It's just like on the front of the comic to sell it. I don't know what was happening in the '60s. You guys, <laughs> King so. Kong, man. That was not the '60s, though. <laughs> no, um, didn't he spawn that though? Or maybe it was well, maybe I mean, it was the Wizard of Oz. Kong was like. The original Kong was... I don't know. I, and, and, I'm, I don't even know if this was in the 60s, so... I don't think it was the 60s. I'm pretty sure it was Who back, knows? like, the beginning of Superman, like, 40s and 50s. Which would line up with King Kong and, like, Wizard of Oz and stuff. Yeah. I know the Golden Age of comics was... No, that that was the 50s. And then the Silver Age was... The 60s I and know. 70s, I don't care. yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the level of you. None of us have read any of those, so... Who no, no cares? <laughs> um... Yeah, and so Superman I think, said, "Golly, gotta I think go save that dame," and then he flies <laughs> off. It's like, oh, I think oh, with Scarecrow, um, he the he gets scarier the closer he gets to the viewer, which sounds funny, but like, so That's true. he's not very scary in a comic at all, um, and I think it would be very difficult to make him really spooky in a comic. Uh, yes. He's a little bit spookier when you get to a cartoon. But it's still kind of removed from reality. Then he's he's fairly spooky in Batman Begins, you know, live action. And then he gets pretty, pretty spooky when you get to Arkham Asylum and, like, you're Batman. You know, you're playing as Batman. It's a little bit closer to home. I think, like, currently, the closest we could get to terrifying Scarecrow would be a VR Batman that has Scarecrow. Which, I don't know if Arkham VR has Scarecrow in it, but I think that would it be a mystery. It does have Killer Croc, and it's exactly what you think it is yeah yeah see that that sounds good but they should do that with scarecrow too like that's getting closer and closer to you the viewer is the spooky you know um yeah but uh, once again my problem is that it's not going to be your fear it's going to be right so it's going to do exactly what they did in the game which is he stabs you they do a good job almost something like that where where they go for the most universal fear every gamer has a game crash and, then, <laughs> and, they, and they do a good job uh they do a good job with that in, our, in the first one but then after that it's like i'm gonna make you f- afraid look i'm big now yeah it's uh, weird right. he's I big mean, and like, there's like yeah. lighthouse lights or something and um, it becomes a platformer for a minute which is interesting but... yeah it's like it's like oh it's, he's big <laughs> yeah my one fear yeah i think it would be cla- this uh, isn't my cloth this isn't my pitch, but a VR video game where at the beginning of the game they have like a, a preset amount of fears that would be interesting. Yeah, I considered that, but you can never uh, you can never I cover all of them. Thing. But like, it would be but, cool for like the basic ones, like spiders, snakes. Yeah, but then bees. It, it's still, it, and but then you go like Scarecrow doesn't need to be there for that, and he he's he's not adding anything except for the fact that he is there. 
Because you could make a VR simulator where it's like, what are you scared of? You're scared of, you're scared of teacup pigs? Well, we got them. They're coming for you. So, <laughs> yeah, no. that's fair. What's with you, you and know? teacup pigs? <laughs> it's because it's something that people, I, I'm being funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me go. Um, so, <laughs> the one guy who was afraid of Tico Pig is like, I know! I get it! <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> I don't even really know what you mean. I'm just imagining pigs inside a teacup. They're like the most adorable pigs. If you look up teacup pigs, they're like, people keep them as pets. They're All like right. these tiny... You know, Babe? Imagine Babe was like half the size and was adorable, and that's a teacup pig. Right, I'm just gonna Google teacup pigs real quick because this entire yeah. time I've been imagining miniature pigs inside of teacups. Pretty tea much, cups. yeah. Okay. You're not, huh, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know what a teacup pig is? No. What? I imagine this, where the pig is inside the teacup, and that's what's cute about it. I've seen these pigs before. I just didn't know they were called teacup pigs. Anyway. Yeah. A little googling yeah, aside. They're, they're, they're just tiny little piggies. And there's there's one where there's uh, a couple pigs in them. But, uh, All right, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, they're just tiny little babies who's, who they, they look adorable. So, yeah, yeah. And they and they don't grow to be very big, so they're very cute. So um, real pigs are kind awful of, and scary and will eat you. So yeah, I don't like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> we've kind of established what um, some of the problems with scarecrow are. I would like to explore what you think the pros and cons of his interactions with Batman are from a story standpoint and not necessarily the interaction with the audience. Uh, yeah. I mean, as a Batman villain, it's convenient to deal with the inner workings of Batman and make, give Batman's inner world, a physical manifestation in the same vein that, um, Joker toxin can do that. Any dream based villain can do that. Any villain that there's an excellent episode. There's an excellent yeah. episode of the animated series where Mad Hatter does that. He gives him his yeah. parents back. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you can do, anything mind with Batman, that's 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 a good way to um, less ham-fistedly deal with the inner workings of Batman. So yeah. instead of Batman going like, "I'm scared of bats because it's a six-year-old boy," but actually just yeah, showing that it's... and dealing with that. It's funny, because we won't turn this into a Batman episode, but it's amusing Or that, will we? No, we <laughs> Well, it already is because of Scarecrow, but it's amusing right. that um, it's really actually difficult to, to do a character story with Batman and not have some sort of, uh, n- not MacGuffin, but something like that to, to get into his head, because otherwise it's really hard to do <laughs> yeah. there's, a there's character one, story. There's one that's done it well. There's one. Which is it's, uh, uh, Batman Noel, which is Batman in a Christmas Carol, the best Christmas story ever, and uh, it's it's it deals with the inner workings of Batman, and I love it. <laughs> fair enough. I've been avoiding it because I hate the costume, <laughs> but maybe I will. That's read fair, it. but they even talk about like there's a reason his costume looks like that. Okay. It's like they they even show like older costumes, and they deal with that. Like it, the whole thing is that. The whole conceit is that this is Batman right after Jason Todd died, and he's dealing with that grief, and he's not dealing with it well. Yeah, and yeah. so we're dealing with that, you know? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I do like the the symbol, the bat symbol on that. I like the idea of the wings going up into the cape. But Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, there are yeah. some good things, and there are some really dumb things. <laughs> so... <laughs> but well, that, like I said, that, that was the point. The, the, the point is that the costume is overly... Like, 90s aggressive, so... Yeah, no, that's fair. There's a lot of pouches on it. <laughs> There's a lot of pouches, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I, I, I agree with you that it's it's part of that vein of, like, okay, how do we explore what Batman's thinking without doing a monologue and without doing 
just a flashback you know how do we how do we get modern batman's thoughts out and it's like okay well we can spray him and and he'll see his dad turn into a weird skeleton and you know (laughs) and there'll be a gorilla and they'll fight the gorilla (laughs) well the skeleton thing's real he he turns into you remember in the first scarecrow episode of the animated series he sees a big version of his dad and his dad's like i'm disappointed in you bruce and then he turns into a weird skeleton (laughs) you're not my dad you're a skeleton! Yeah, exactly. But I think there are ways to tell an effective story with with Batman, like using Scarecrow as a catalyst for getting at Batman on some internal moral level. Um, it just depends on how strong that internal moral is, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and uh, once again, the problem with it is that you can only do this once. Yeah, that's true. Like, what is Scarecrow... he afraid of? Sca- yeah, Scarecrow is an, is a terrible recurring villain. Yeah, be, be, he would be really good for one. For uh, he'd be really good as Batman. This is the problem. This is why he's not good for comics. Is because he would be great as Batman develops as a character and as a person, and new fears emerge. So he begins to learn to trust people, and then his fears are exploited for that. And he learns to open up and 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 um, is about to get married and then it gets canceled. Yeah, that, uh, like no, that's it, why that's why he's effective in Batman Begins is because it's Batman starting out. He still has you know he's learning how to do Batman. Right, and, and that can come back. Right, and that can come back if you develop him as a character and he grows. He's if he stays stunted and where he starts, which is what people do with Batman, then you can't really do anything to him because he's not even a person he's more like a golem at that point where he's just yeah. like this he's a he's a terminator for uh lack of a better word um so you can only do the gimmick of like he has one fear like once and then after that or he's got a handful of fears whatever yeah, uh, yeah and then no, after, I... but then if you develop him as a character and you make him grow and then you make him face what the consequences of what that growth of what that growth entails uh then it's interesting but they they'll never grow batman He'll never stop being what he is to start with. Because that's what people like, so. Yeah, but I think, I, this is going into the Batman episode, but I would argue that he should change. And does, I I, I agree. Yes, and in certain runs he does as well. Like, uh, the Scott Snyder run is perfect because he has a start point, and he has an end point, and there's actually a conclusion, and then they continue on after that. Sure, no problem. Yeah. But he actually does grow and change and how he handles... Um, Gotham City changes as the the comics go on. So yeah, like one of my and, favorite examples is um, from the start of the animated series to the end, and then continuing on with one of the comics that we both like, which is White Knight, which is kind of like a spiritual successor to the animated series. I think that has a very clear and interesting progression as well. Um, so you right. can't do it; it just has to have an ending. <laughs> Otherwise, because you can't the the place that Batman ends with his character arc doesn't allow for him to continue being a character. Right, exactly. Um, but this isn't the Batman episode. I, dang it, I knew we were going to do that. This um, isn't the Batman episode at all. Speaking of which, what's your favorite Batman card? No, <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite Scarecrow? Favorite Scarecrow? Because um, I have a definitive answer personally, but I'm not sure how many I, people I know, know about that it. Um, I want to say... Peaky Blinders as Scarecrow. I think that's probably my favorite. Fair enough. Uh, Cillian Murphy, I think. Killian Murphy. I think that's what his name is. Yeah, Uh, yeah. uh, I think he brings a weird charm 
to the character. So yeah, I, I actually like really that. like when yeah. he comes back in Dark Knight Rises, even though he's not threatening. It's just a fun little. Yeah, he's in every moment. movie. He's the only villain that comes back in every film. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite scarecrow is the one from season four of animated series. Oh, the terrifying one because yeah. he's terrifying. <laughs> it's awesome. He's got a big imposing hat. They made him physically bigger. Like he's he ta- he towers over Batman now. He has a freaking noose around his neck. <laughs> he has a giant scythe. It's awesome. Yeah, he is super intense. And in, in the uh, in the um, animated series, and then also the one uh, from uh, Arkham Knight is pretty intimidating. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Actually, I thought Arkham Knight did a pretty good job with using is, Scarecrow. Is he wearing a mask? Because I like yes. I, I look at him and I go. Like, like, it looks like he is, but it also looks like he has no nose. It looks like the thing is stitched <laughs> onto him. I don't think we ever see his face. So, yeah, it could be a situation where it's, like, melted whereas, onto him. Arkham is also it, that kind of universe. Yeah, whereas the one in uh, the, the original games is a lot more like, that's obviously a mask. You know? Yeah, yeah. So. But I thought that story used him really well, where Batman had evolved as a character, and it's meant to be, like, sort of the conclusion of his character, like, the, the logical end. And they used right. Scarecrow for that story and i thought they actually used it really well and they use it in tandem with you know jason todd and all that stuff so i thought it was and joker as well yeah all the stuff like yeah joker it's the culmination of the joker stuff from the first two games the jason todd adds an element to it that's really interesting and then scarecrow on top of all of that just kind of makes a really nice package i actually really like the story of arkham knight (laughs) yeah i think a lot of people do i think a lot of people just don't like uh well i mean the boss uh, fights being in the batmobile is pretty lame (laughs) Yes, uh, a lot of things in a lot of that game being in the Batmobile did not work out. No, so, it is fun to drive for about five minutes. <laughs> it's like I right, fly. and if it was Batman. like an optional thing, maybe some races for the Riddler thing. But hey, you know, yeah, it's the easy Riddler to fix thing a game. is so it's, it's easy to fix a game after it came after it comes out. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, I guess we can move on to the next part of this because I think we've established you know, what we like and dislike about the character. I do think the costume matters a lot, because if it's not spooky, then it's kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, agreed. Um, if you end up with, uh, looking at the image now, and just the fact that, because uh, the thing about the animated series, I'm looking at the one from the animated series, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing about it is that it was drawn on black paper, and so when you look at Scarecrow, it's less that they're, that he's, present and more the absences around his face like the fact that there's things missing from his face and that he's so like kind of blended in with the background you're looking Very at the scary. season four one yeah oh yeah. my god so okay. scary it's it's really spooky but unfortunately the first two designs for him are really lame yes i'm looking at the other one i'm looking at the first one and the second one where he became uh an actual scarecrow and he's clearly a puppet of some kind <laughs> Yeah, in the first one, he's very skinny, and he just, it it looks like his head is like an almond, and, yep. <laughs> and he's wearing a one. red sweater, and then in the second one, they were like, okay, let's make the face a little bit more creepy, we'll give him some scarecrow hair, but we're gonna keep the red sweater, and the little booties. Keep the booties. red sweater, keep the long, tall hat, and then they're like, what if we did everything right this time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lord, yeah. above my god, that's such a scary design. It's so good. And his freaking and his teeth... jaw opens way more than it should. Oh, it's so I know. upsetting. It's, it's a fantastic. It's, the, it's, in my opinion, the best one. 
And I think a lot of it is the imposing nature of it, too. He's so tall. He's huge. He's got a giant hat. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and a scythe. Oh, my God. The scythe is so and good. And a gun. There's just a scene with him with a gun. He looks like that's the, about. They were <laughs> like, okay, what's scarier than Scarecrows? The Grim Scarecrow Reaper. Scarecrow with a gun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the Grim Reaper. They're just like, let's make Scarecrow the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Give him a scythe. Make him entirely, like, just black as shadow you know like oh my god yeah no they did a good job they did a good job with the redesign they did a bad job with some other redesigns but this one was good yeah yeah i agree um okay so moving on to from what we like and dislike how would you change it what would you what would you do with them what would i do with him um the only thing that i could think to do you can go two routes um because i did consider the vr thing uh that you were talking about and once again you kind of lose what makes him interesting um, i su- i suppose what do you mean because if it's just like if, a, do, if it's like if a story the... based what, what what i'm mostly saying is like it'd be cool if it was like you change up a little bit of the spookiness from like the arkham games and it's just an arkham game but you are vr batman so you're it's a little bit closer to your face essentially oh i was agreeing with that that's that's totally fine um i was saying more the um you know, you choose what fears beforehand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's still that limitation because you can never account for anything. And then, then once again, um, the concept of being exposed and seeing your fears and being unable to escape is terrifying. Uh, you can't make someone experience that, though, yeah. unfortunately. I mean, I'm sure you can. I'm sure that there's something out there that can make people experience that. I'm not going to volunteer. Um, <laughs> but, um, so there's, there's, so... There's a couple ways to go with this. Um, you you can either go into the horror element, um, which for me, after a lot of thinking, I kind of I kind of landed on okay. Um, you know, there is no version of this where you can make someone experience their fears and show that and make it scary. Uh, at least I, that that I can think of and. You know, I've been I've spent at least twelve seconds thinking about this. So I'm a leading expert. <laughs> well, I think um, I think the issue is that you're never going to get the audience, but you can do it as like we were talking about with Batman or or other sure. characters. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a good he's. You I can almost never... think it's more interesting to spray someone that's not Batman. Like imagine spraying a Robin. That's far more interesting, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's like. It's still that that disconnect. If we're talking about Scarecrow as someone who's actually intimidating to the audience, scary to the audience, he's an esoteric fear. It's like Cthulhu. The second you, the esoteric fear, the second you show him, it's like that's a big squid guy. That's a big squid guy, and he's in a little castle under the water. He's like my he's like my goldfish. He's got a little little place he lives. Um, stops being scary. So um, I was thinking that I want to make sure we didn't disconnect. You still there? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm listening. Okay, cool. Um, I just want like dead silent for a second, so I want to make sure. Um, so my my thought was that you could do an almost like diary of a serial killer audio podcast with Scarecrow, which is just okay. Scarecrow talking about the things that he's done as he's hunting down civilians and exposing them to different things and just seeing like things from his perspective and point of view. Um, and so you would play into like the the doctor of fear uh, aspect mm, of him, right? And and have that and like the only aspect, like I said, it's he's he's got an esoteric fear, so he don't show. He doesn't talk about um, uh, 
you know, or even, or even, okay, here's another way is you could do it, um, on almost, you could almost do a Tales from the Crypt, like, like audio drama or thing where it's just, it's Scarecrow hunting people down and exposing them to their fears, but then you have this sort of, um, uh, um, what am I thinking of? What word am I thinking of? Disconnected, uh, horror anthology, right? That, yeah. That, that, that's one thing I can do. That, that that's is one cool. That's like, working. Because the character of Scarecrow changes, kind of, depending on how you play him. And so playing into, like, the insane doctor that's so incredibly interested in what makes people afraid that he's just exposing people to it constantly is, I think, an interesting way to go with it. Yep. Uh, also, you could do uh, uh, you could do a, a lighthearted uh, comedy kitchen show. Uh, Dude, Cooking Fears. with Scarecrow would be amazing. Uh, uh, kitchen Nightmares. I'm sure of all these are trademarked, but, uh, you know, yeah. Kitchen Nightmares is literally a show. I, I think so is Food Fears, but uh, something like that, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. and just, he'll be very encouraging. He'll be like, you know, risotto is not that difficult once you, once you get to, once you understand uh, how to do it. It's, you know, a it's very of- just, just, just genuine. It's him, like, terrifying as can be, uh, designed like the... Like the uh, new Adventures of Batman design, but he's just very encouraging and yeah. understanding and patient. <laughs> It'd be so funny to do a series with him. That's like, it's like a it's like a daytime television show, and it's him being like uh, facing facing your fears with Scarecrow Food Edition, and it's like, okay, a lot of people are afraid to cook with salmon, so here's how we do that. You, you know, like, poaching an egg may seem daunting, but yes, you, you, the humble home cook, can do it. Follow me. Today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny to go further than that too. Like, um, so he goes to a zoo. It's like the zoo edition, and like people yeah. are afraid of like uh, poisonous snakes or whatever. And so he has a, like he brings like a volunteer, and he's like, oh, you know, the the the, the snake is actually more afraid of you than you are of it. And he just pushes the guy in the in the in the pit, and then turns back to camera, and he's like, see, facing your fears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking more like playing it completely straight, never addressing the fact that he's scarecrow. Just like he's genuinely there to help people. <laughs> just, 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 just yep. yeah. That, that that is that is pretty good as well. Um, that that does turn a little bit more into Joker. <laughs> we made him Joker because <laughs> Joker would do that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think that's part of the problem with scarecrows because of the laughing gas and the fact that Joker is fairly frightening on his own. And depending on how you play them, you know, um, right? Scarecrow and, and Joker do have a lot of overlap, I think. And Joker's by def- is going to be better, you know. Yeah, just because of the yeah. Well, Although people f- might might be less intimidated to use Scarecrow, where there's kind of uh, an expectation that comes with. Uh, well, Joker. I was about to argue the opposite: is that everybody wants their their shot at Joker, but very few people actually have like the the guts to try a scarecrow story you know uh, yeah i mean i was thinking more like a studio like uh like if you get joker wrong um i can't oh, think that's of true. an that's example true. so let's just use it like if you cast jared leto and then put a bunch of tattoos on it <laughs> i don't know i feel like uh, the like studio is more concerned with just getting the characters that are popular out there and that's why they're failing because of like you know bad interpretations. They're not thinking about the interpretations. They're just like we need another Batman thing out there. You know what I mean? Right. But there is a there is a weight that comes with there there is a weight that comes with interpret. That's why the um, the new animated movies 
that's why there was no Joker for the new anime movies except for one scene because they did Hush and they needed to have a Joker. Yeah. And then, uh, and so that's why I they kept actually think about that. That's were... true. Yeah. His big that... bad in that, Batman's much more of a ninja in that because he's often facing Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul. Yes, he is. Yeah. Or, or, or Talia or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Damien's a big part of the series too. I hate Damien so much. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so, I'm reading many of my notes and um, I don't know. I'm becoming uh, uh, what's it called? I'm, I'm I'm questioning my own idea, but I think I think there's too some. Late. We're in. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some merit to it. So I was thinking about like um, the only like so one thing that with Scarecrow is often the only story is like he he sprays Batman. Batman's spooked for a bit and then he's fine. Yeah. Or. The other way you could play that is he sprays Batman and nothing happens because Batman's already conquered his fear. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that's more for Batman than Scarecrow. Yeah. Um, So I was trying to think of an interesting way to use Scarecrow more so as a Batman villain than as an interesting take on him him himself, I think. Although I think I think this one would be fairly interesting. But um I don't love the unless you're really going to lean into it, like you you pitched with your um, your audio drama idea. I don't love the manic doctor angle. Um, okay. I so I I have a backstory for him for this, but I think I don't know. It it, it depends, but we'll see. Um, so the the idea that I had was um, Scarecrow kind of it's a it's a classic Batman thing, but Scarecrow holding let's say the slums hostage uh and threatening with the fear toxin and i was trying to think of an interesting way to do that because they did that in in the anime or in batman begins um but i think it would be interesting if scarecrow's more he's less like a public face villain with henchmen because i don't i don't think he works super well when he has henchmen because like why would you work for this guy who's just scaring the crap out of everybody you gotta pay your bills man gotta 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 make that. They gotta make enough money with that so that. Uh, yeah, but Scarecrow doesn't you know. steal from banks. He just scares the crap out of people. <laughs> I assume he's paying them. What money? Well, <laughs> when do we see Scarecrow? Like what? Well, he does it in the animated series. But what uh, version? Like version of Scarecrow is just a robbing maybe banks. Just, maybe just maybe he just he is a doctor. Maybe he's just he paying just, them uh, off of his own salary. <laughs> yeah, like he just like he spent a lot of time. He say he was really smart, saved up a good pad, like saved up a nice chunk of cash, and maybe and it's not like you know what, you know what? I've saved up. I'm ready. I, I did. I did my time. I, I'm gonna go explore my passion and become a, a mass murderer. And, then, you know, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I have the funds to do it. I can take uh, a few years to myself, hire some dudes, uh, you know, get some guns and. Do what I always wanted to do, and it's like, yeah. hey, you know what? He planned well. I, I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he yeah. can do it. Well, I I think my scarecrow would be a loner because okay. I think that's a little more interesting, uh, especially for this version. So I think um, having him be like this this whispered name on the streets that Batman kind of slowly hears about as he's helping, you know, just general everyday Batmaning. Um, sure. And there's whispers of like the scarecrow, or like the scarecrow is coming. And then he comes up. The, Batman starts getting patients, essentially that are like uh, victims of scarecrow's crimes, but like one at a time. And it's like scarecrow slowly. You know, I guess he would probably be like perfecting his toxin or something, but just 
you know, it, it, I, I would play it more like a detective story on Batman's side. So Batman's slowly discovering these clues of like, okay, there's this guy and he's freaked out and nobody knows why. Or this guy, if you really want to go dark, this guy jumped out the window of his own house because he was freaked out, but there was nothing here. You know what I mean? Kind of sure. play up that aspect of it. Um, and then slowly build to... Uh, at some point, it's a little cliche, but at some point, Scarecrow would have to gas a bigger body of people. Um, but uh, essentially, the way I'd want to use Scarecrow would be more in the shadows, and he's he's essentially giving... Sorry, let me restart. The way I'd want to use Scarecrow for Batman is as a catalyst to get Batman to realize... Um, the more neglected, I guess, side of Gotham. Um, this is sounding a lot like um, what Riddler is in this in the new Batman movie. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good that's a good um, that's a good example of like so getting it using Scarecrow as as a catalyst to make Batman realize just how crappy life is for these people. And I think it would be interesting if like halfway through that story. Batman does get sprayed with the toxin and nothing happens. And it's in a crowd of people who end up having like, you know, once, you know, they're, they're terrified during it, but then, you know, they recover or whatever and they're getting medical treatment and Batman comes up to them afterwards to like, you know, ask them, you know, detective questions or whatever. And they're, they've got like PTSD and just really this toxin really messed them up. And they're like, why didn't it affect you? And it kind of, plays on I, I think i think you could do it in a way it, it, the way i'm describing it is a little tacky i guess but it's a little tacky but play on the idea of the people being like batman is above us because i think initially when batman shows up people are like oh he's the hero of the people you know he's getting down in the slums and he's saving people on the streets you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah but breaking that illusion for people with the idea of like I don't know. And then on top of that, it would play into him as Bruce Wayne of like seeing how people are actually living down here and uh, him being uh, him essentially confronting Batman's realization that, oh, he's kind of been living even as Batman been living inside this fantasy world of what Gotham is. And he's seeing down here the the real the real side of it, I guess. Um, And so for that, I would probably have Scarecrow be somebody from the slums who uh i i don't know you you could you could do it in a couple different ways where he's like um he was always afraid every night because the slums are like a terrible a terrible place you know where you get attacked or robbed so he studies how to combat those people and he becomes you know the scarecrow i guess um yeah you could also make him you go sympathetic with him too if it is about um functionally um you know i'm getting a lot of the beats from what i've been hearing about this new movie and and that is that it's it's batman realizing he doesn't really understand what he's doing and what he's fighting for and he's he's solving the problem by punching people but he's not really fighting uh which uh yeah exactly is is that yeah that's like the whole conceit of the new the new thing so well good um, i accidentally came up with the new movie this is why this podcast exists so you can um, be like somebody else already thought of it yeah um 
you could go, yeah, I mean, if you want sympathetic with him, too, where it's not just, you know, he's evil, but, like, you know, he's not even a doctor, but he, he's doing what he can to help the uh, the sick and the poor. In oh, the and then he goes areas. to attack and the everyone the refers rich. to him as Dr. Crane, even though he's just, you know, he just, you know, oh, whatever that could, background, if you want to make him, you know, he was that could be a military cool angle. medic or whatever, and he's scarred, which is why he wears... Anyway, there's a whole different, there's a whole bunch of different ways to go with that. And then you have him targeting the, the you have him targeting, targeting the areas of Gotham and make them live with the fear that these that the poor people have to live with every day, and then it's a whole yeah yeah. Uh, then, then, a, then then it's commentary on, on classism and and you that's know. an interesting angle too. I think that would play into it well because um, my wife actually just suggested, what if Bruce Wayne got sprayed? And so if Scarecrow, that does give you a reason why Scarecrow would be taking money essentially, is he's he's sort of Robin Hooding it a little bit, sure. um, and I think and no Batman one, no plays well. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think Batman plays well against villains who are slightly Robin Hooding it, you know? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Mr. Freeze is, is seen as one of his best villains because it's sympathetic. Yeah. And then no one and thinks like, to make Scarecrow sympathetic. No one ever says, uh, everyone, everyone sees Scarecrow and they're like, well, he just he just, he just likes to see he's evil. And then, yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah, like, I think that's... and then he's, and then he's. And he's really evil. It's like, and the, I mean, <laughs> I think that's fair, why I've been doing that for the last half an hour. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, no, yeah. I think that's that's my problem with him. And so I think it would be interesting to put him as a kid from the slums that just starts studying. Like he he is a, so afraid of every single night. You know, um, he's probably an orphan. <laughs> um, but uh, and then he starts to study fear. Maybe I mean, he you goes. Could really make you could really make him. A uh, an inverse to Batman. If you want to make it that he is real doctor, and he did study, and like he he came up well, but he got sick of it. He got sick of people not dealing with, you know, maybe you know, he got sick people, of people acting not... out in fear. Maybe no, he got sick of um the the ignorance, the people um ignoring uh the horrible situations and uh down oh the yeah slums, like he and then. Like he pulled yeah. himself up to the level of like the prim and yeah, proper so, Gotham. So then you make him for a new Batman, a Batman that is like the only solution to criminals is punching. And it's like, hey, you know, maybe there's a maybe there's more of an issue here than you realize. And maybe it's you know maybe it's not just maybe instead of just punching the thugs who got hired because they have nothing better, like maybe you can actually do something. Maybe both personas can do something. That's a little bit Black Panther, but you know. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I I actually really like and that. And you know yeah. me, I I I despise social commentary in uh, in mediums, but uh, you know that would I think <laughs> that would work. Uh, no, I think that would be interesting, and I think um, it would be a good confrontation for Batman because yeah, he often does punch the the, the problems away, but a lot of Gotham's problems can't be punched, like can't be punched. That's, homelessness. That's, that's, white knight. And, that, that's 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 White Knight in a nutshell. Yeah. And a White Knight's tagline could be that everything can be punched, Batman. Well, literally, it <laughs> you is. Can't, white you can't knight. punch was, every problem. Um, so I got I got the conceit for this because they were I was listening to the podcast where Sean Murphy, the author of White Knight, talks about Batman. Uh, and the, b- talks about Batman the animated series, and they talked about how they really didn't like the first appearance of Scarecrow, where he looks like a little thin uh, man in a red sweater. Needly um, man, yeah. But that spawned me onto this idea of like, well, what would what would fix it? Because apparently, um, Sean really doesn't like Scarecrow to the point where I don't think he actually used him in White Knight at all. Like he's not even in the background amongst all the other villains. 
okay. um, because he finds him like we were been talking about a little bit. He's he's rather one note, um, and so I think this would be an interesting way to make him a full fledged Batman villain. Because even in Batman Begins, he's not the main villain. That's uh, Roz, you know. Right. So I think this would be an interesting way to make him like an actual full fledged villain. And I think. Again, it seems we've only seen the first trailer for the new Batman movie that hopefully will come out next year. Um, and then also the press releases and the, the, the breakdown videos. And Yeah, it and seems that's, that... That's that, the problem with the internet. You know what the plot of the film's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it seems that this out. is exactly what that film's doing, but with Riddler. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's an interesting way to make Riddler interesting, too, you know? Because Riddler's pretty one-note as well. But we're not doing Riddler. We're doing Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that would be interesting. And and my wife mentioned the what if, like... So I think there's a cool, there's a cool image here where... I think my vi- my version would have to be a movie or mm-hmm. at the very least like an episode or two of a show. Um, sure. But uh, there's a really cool scene where Scarecrow, if Scarecrow's going after the rich to try to help with the poor, um, he goes to a gala that, that Bruce Wayne's at and then gasses the whole thing and Bruce Wayne isn't affected, but he has to pretend that he is because he's Bruce Wayne. That would be mm-hmm. an interesting scene. I, I always like, I, I quite like scenes where Bruce Wayne has to pretend to be a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think one of my, I'm kind of the inverse. I kind of like the, um, the moments where no one's really looking. And so Bruce Wayne gets to do cool things for a second. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, the dark Knight when he's walking, he's, he's walking past the goon with the gun. He just breaks his arm, breaks the <laughs> gun in half. <laughs> I'm like, still one of my favorite scenes. I love that. That's fair. No, I, Obviously, it would turn into Bruce Wayne doing Batman things, but I think it's always fun, like like that scene in, in Dark Knight where he has the the car and he rams into the right, and the then he has to pretend. Yeah, that's a he good has example. to pretend that he didn't know what he's like. What uh, I was trying to get through the Should light. Should I go to the <laughs> hospital? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, yeah, no, so, that's good. That's good too. That's a good point. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think I think this would be a cool. Yeah, so I think we're we're coming to. I think you helped me shape it because I, I think I had, I didn't. I don't think I had it fully formed because I was gonna have him gas slums, but that doesn't make sense if he's from the slums. Um, and yeah, and then if you go to the sympathetic angle, uh, you you're working with something that no one know, no one does for Scarecrow ever. And it's, yeah, and I think it would be cool to have this be Batman Year One or Year Zero or whatever, or even Year sure. Three probably. But like have it be an early Batman story where he's still, like, he's still used to being Bruce Wayne, if that makes sense. Like, he hasn't really uh, come to terms with just how um, how poor some of uh, Gotham is, you know, and how bad it is for some of them. Even though yeah. he's been fighting on the streets, it just hasn't become, like, a real reality to him. And I think Scarecrow would be a cool villain to do that with him. Oh, and yeah, full disclosure, um, I just thought of this too. Batman Noel, we talked about this at the beginning, kind of deals with this issue a little bit where um, Bob Cratchit is uh, just a random henchman. I think he's working for Joker without knowing about it. But he's just trying to feed his family because he's poor. And Batman is, like, ready to break every bone in his body and send him to jail. And that that's kind of that conceit that like hey <laughs> like sometimes you know not not yeah. everyone deserves that so i think maybe and maybe that's kind of the conceit where it's like hey you can't just punch all of yeah Gotham. i mean you can you probably will. Not you help. have time and money <laughs> but that's not gonna fix everything 
And yeah, sometimes I think that would... you need to learn how not to punch. <laughs> yeah, no, I think another, like, a part of this... So in this version, Scarecrow would have henchmen because he's oh, helping, yeah, he'd, like, he'd hire these a, people. He'd, he'd, you know, he'd have a... Not necessarily a gang, he'd have a cult. Like, this is someone who's actually trying to help. The cult and of actually, Scarecrow, and, and, and that's to be fair, cool. Too, and to be fair, too, it's like, you know, you know, it when, when someone strikes out against the rich, even today, no matter how wrong they were, when you hear about a rich person getting robbed, not that that ever happens, but when you hear about a rich person getting robbed or losing, okay, the Wall Street thing that happened a while back, and people are losing millions, no one was sad for them. Everyone yeah, was cheering it on. Was Everyone like, was going like, yeah, get them. And it's like, even though that has an inverse effect to all of us, because that's how it can, it's, it's fine, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't no, worry about I, it. I, just, just, just keep wondering why gas is $9 a gallon right now. Um, <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, even though, no matter how fundamentally wrong it is, there's going to be people cheering on violence and murder against those that they deem as leeches and, you know, and, and, that, and then that can yeah, be the be... commentary too. That's like, Hey, uh, just because it's like, there might, yeah, there might be problems, but that also doesn't justify extreme actions. And then people won't like it. Um, because we're not, we're not supporting, uh, you know, no, but like, going, like going full Scarecrow is Scarecrow is wrong. Himself. He's still the villain, you know. Right, like, exactly. He would still be, you know, especially if he's like gassing and killing a bunch of higher ups of Gotham. Like there might be some people that would agree with him because eat the rich or whatever. But it's still legally wrong, you know. Yeah, and um, I mean, you can also show from Batman's perspective the people that like really do stuff with their money and really do try to help and see them get caught up in it too, pointing out like, hey. Like, you might have a point, but you don't know everything. No one knows everything. And and you're going to, and you know, going and, uh, like, taking this sort of approach just hurts everyone, you know? There, there's yeah. got to be a better way. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think the story yeah, would, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's cool. And I, I like the idea of the cult of Scarecrow and, like, you know, he's helping these people. And these people maybe are, he's sort of creating, like, he's not necessarily hiring specific henchmen. It's just the people of the slums. He's he's end up getting backing and everything. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I mean, it depends on his backstory too. You know, is he from the slums? Is he an inverse of Batman? Where um, not an inverse, a reflection of Batman, where he comes from money and he just wanted to help. And and you know, you can do a whole bunch of different backstories in that regard. You could even have him be. It'd be interesting. Know, he, if he was he in did. the he was in the Peace Corps and got it, injured trying to help people and. Yeah, and he's you could, you could do like a wears, you, you know? could do like a tragic you could do a tragic you could do a tragic hacksaw ridge with him. Sure, where like, yeah, like that. he's like saving the people, but it ends in either those people still dying or or he gets injured or whatever. Um, yeah, an and, interesting and, one would be if he's wealthy and he loses it all, and then he there's a lot of hate towards him in the slums when he's growing up because he used to be one of the elite, you know. But then you go, why would they, why would he, it's almost like, why would he want, plus then, yeah, I, I, I see, then the, the question gets raised, like, why is he trying to help? And is it just motivated by that's acceptance? That's true, that's true. Because then it then becomes like, selfish. Yeah, I think I like it better when he's from the slums. I, I like it better that he, like, almost like a killmonger, where he genuinely believes in what he's doing, and there's actual, like, there's actual good motivation but it's once again you know um uh you know 
the means the, the don't idea that the ends. yeah the ends will justify the means and you you can't or, just yeah. go yeah you can't just go on you know even you, you could be completely right and motivated correctly but you know i don't know you know and and but also that doesn't always live up in real life because sometimes you can sit there and go the ends will justify the means don't don't do that but then you read then and also you read history and yeah you also read history and world the world doesn't isn't changed by well sometimes it is but a lot of times the world is um changed more by violence and warfare than it is by protests and and um petitions you know yeah no i agree which is, and then, which i think is a, sad, i but. think a really interesting follow-on from the story would be so you have the scarecrow and, and he brings up all those points to batman and batman has to consider those and i think at the end of this movie you would have like uh, a little scene where i don't know he volunteers at a soup kitchen or helps fund you know uh relief efforts and stuff like that you know the classic like bruce wayne chucking money at the problem <laughs> to, no, to I would, help no, batman's I would have, conscience i would have him like uh, you know if I, if I had free reign to do whatever i'd have him sign over his sign over the entirety of his assets uh to charities and and to um goals that are helping to uh, uh like like um like uh not anti, but effectively anti-homeless projects. What is that yeah, called? Yeah, but but, but basically functionally, yeah, but functionally give up it all, give it all up. And, that would be interesting, uh, yeah. And then, and because and then like, for the next because, story, the next story, you have a Batman who has limited resources, which would be very interesting limited too. resources, but still a ton of skills. Because then, I, then I find, you, no one would ever do this because Bruce Wayne's a billionaire and he needs the money. But, well, I think it depends. But, like, if you're given the avenue, like White Knight never would have happened if. D, like like because sean had to fight for a lot of the things to be able to essentially he kind of made batman a little bit of a bad guy um, he did he very he much was, made batman a bad guy <laughs> he was able to do it and i think this would be an interesting version too where like i don't think they'd make a movie of it ever <laughs> but yeah. and then you could make they, a comic they, like this they never say it um but i don't know if you can't oh, maybe they did say it but in the follow-up of uh, white knight uh, curse of the white knight did you I did catch read that? that? Um, yeah, did but you only catch that? Yeah, did you catch that? Um, it's only hinted at, but did you catch that the like? So he's not really a Wayne and all that, and uh, you know he the guy took on his name and all that. Did you catch that the the real Wayne is a uh, Joker? Yeah, the, the, uh, the ancestor looks just like him. I think it, I think that's outright said i don't know if, i don't know if that's said outright it's been like i said like, i read it isn't once. it isn't isn't the wayne asriel oh i thought that was the story right yeah yeah, yeah. asriel oh uh, okay i'll take it back because the guy just happened to look just like joker and i was like oh, I guess we it might have been hinted at. that it was it was joker i don't Maybe. remember yeah, i don't know Who knows? joker does play into that story he does and they get shot spoiler alert um <laughs> <laughs> surprise uh, Maybe yeah, he lives. I'm, I'm excited he for the. I'm excited for the third one. Uh, the third one actually does something like we're mentioning, where um, because this is all spoilers for White Knight and Curse of the White Knight, but um, at the end of in, Curse, at the end of Curse, uh, he's arrested, and so all of his assets actually get turned over to the city, and it's Sean's way of explaining why Batman Beyond looks like so futuristic. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like it too. Um, so he does a version of this where Batman does end up, but he doesn't super doing it willingly. Like it, it takes a lot of effort to get Batman to the point where he actually like lets himself be arrested. Yeah, there's and a turn lot over of, his assets. There's a lot of 
people that <laughs> I think. <laughs> that I think. Yeah. So it depends on how you. It depends yeah. on how you're playing Batman. Because I think in this story that we've crafted, Batman is more of a good person, and so he's willing to be able to to, to actually turn over his assets like that. Whereas I think the version that Sean took is a far more older and jaded Batman. That's a far more stubborn to that idea. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. And yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting. And I think that there is something to be said about, yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. All you quadrillion billionaires is like, I'm not, I'm not for forcing those people to hand money over to governments who are notoriously, uh, 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 skilled at handling people. money <laughs> yeah yeah those people yeah hand it over to the government that as we all know uh handle money extremely responsibly and well and and don't just yeah spend 50 million dollars a year studying the the uh, properties of wood which is a real thing um <laughs> but uh i am for like hey if you're a multi-billionaire yeah you should probably be giving a lot of your money <laughs> to the people who need it the charities yeah. and they don't because you can never get that because if you're if you have it's fine it's fine yeah. it's fine no it's I'm, fine. I'm totally with you and i think um so this story i really like this story now um yeah. this story would start with batman starts year one and don't do the origin just he's started um yep. and then you have the whispers of the scarecrow and he's starting to attack rich people and you get single cases where like somebody you can really go for like horrific imagery too yeah like really play up the scary really play up the costume like i want to go even further than animated series did (laughs) with the horrifying costume um i also think well we'll we'll, we'll see i'm playing the mental image of my scarecrow i was playing with the idea of him not having a mouth but the idea of the mouth that's inhumanly large is also really terrifying um yes the one that hangs open with the threads attached yeah yeah yeah. almost like Almost like, like Jacob Marley, drawing. where yeah, almost like the Jacob Marley, where he takes off a lot of Christmas Carol this episode, where he takes <laughs> off the, the thing and his jaw falls open. Oh god, yeah, something like like that, where it's like it's just hanging by these threads. These threads are taut with. Uh. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. But um, so there's this rumors of of Scarecrow, and he's starting to build. Um, and Batman here, and he starts doing you know, his detective thing to try to figure out who he is. Eventually, he gets on the trail and he goes to the slums, and everybody there is anti-batman he probably like you know potentially attacks him and he starts to figure out who who crane is and um why you know he's doing this and then it goes to like batman attending some sort of gala and he guesses the whole room and it it, you know it escalates and then you have the final confrontation um and obviously batman would have to stop scarecrow from guessing you know all of the the elite of gotham but it would have to end with batman you know, he still has to yes, come to terms with what happened and the fact that, you know, the city's a lot more messed up than he initially realized because he is, you know, he was, yeah. he was, what was, the, what was the, what's the expression? Born with a golden spoon in your mouth or whatever? Silver spoon, yeah. <laughs> Silver spoon, yeah. Um, so he has to come to terms with this. And I think, um, you know, he's, I, I really like the idea that he turns over all of his money at the end of the film. He and has to, like, you, you can't. Uh, you can't have I, him be I a hero. I don't think people are going to buy. Like, I, I don't necessarily think it's important for every Batman story because not every Batman story has to live in the world of realism. But you can't do a story like this where it's like, look at the suffering of the poor, look at the results, and then have him keep his money. And then at the end, he's just like, "I'm going to volunteer 
uh, on weekends sometimes. It's like, <laughs> oh boy, you're really doing a lot, aren't you, Batman? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go home and sleep in my pile yeah, of tw- money. Here, and have, have, my butler, have a hundred you know? bucks. Thanks, Batman multi-billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's like he basically builds Gotham up from the, from the start, but... I mean, but, I would so love I to think, see. I, think, I would love to see an like an, an intelligent version of this because if you hand, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, uh, if you hand a billion uh, a billion or a trillion dollars to a charity, uh, uh, there's there's approximately 16 cents that are actually going to go to helping people, and the rest <laughs> yeah. is going to go to fund the oh, the overhead for that charity. It'll be the most heard about charity ever, and all the people involved in the charity will be very well paid. They'll disappear. <laughs> but no one. Uh, I hate. I hate. Everything about organized charities because some of them are legit, some of them are legit, but there's so many that are they're just just like oh, only eighteen percent of the stuff you get is actually to help people. Boy, that's very charitable of you. <laughs> like, like yeah. come on. It's the oh, you, God, you hate, hate the uh, you hate the capitalist charities. Yeah, it, it's it's charities. It's it's tax profiting off and, of the suffering oh of others. No, that no, once again, that's not everyone, but yeah, no, it's, no, it's just it's all deceitful. I just want people to actually. Yeah. I want to. You know what? I want to write a Batman story where he <laughs> actually does something to help people, and he does it legitimately, and people are actually helped. That's all I want. I want a Batman yeah. story where he gives up his money, and no, people I, are actually I, genuinely helped by it. And I think it's this is a story just... that I think this is a story you could do that with because I think. <laughs> that so you can end it with that and I, I i'm trying to get to the next movie because i have a pitch for it <laughs> um, so you would end it with him turning over all his money and 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 they uh i think the final bit of the movie would be him and alfred moving out of the house <laughs> um, yeah oh you could do it like the, like he did with the the you know and and then if you actually had scarecrow be an orphan like what you were talking about then you really could have it be like he he turns it into an orphanage Turns massive Wayne, Wayne Manor space. into an orphanage. Yes. Yeah, they can have that kind of. Oh, and then you could you could tease Dick Grayson. Maybe he's at the orphanage. Maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, and then I I like the idea too because that would force in the second movie. I really like when Batman has satellite caves. <laughs> you know, just you know, little places throughout the city where he's hid like a, you know a miniature bat cave essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you would force him to do that because he can't operate in the cave that's under Wayne Manor anymore. <laughs> right right exactly um and i think it would be interesting to have a story where he's potentially like losing out on some resources and maybe that would force him to start to rely on on gordon the police a lot more you know and build up that relationship because obviously if this is a year one story you know the cops are probably just as after batman as they are scarecrow you know yeah Um, and and maybe make him actually play play up the fact that he is the smartest man the the smartest most skilled man of the planet and more so than just, oh yeah, he built all his own gadgets. That's cool. What happens when the gadgets start falling into disrepair and he can't fix yes. them? So he has into, to, he's got like, he's like into, doing the mental math in his head. There's like, you know, he's fighting, you know, uh, he has to start retrieving, he has to start retrieving, tr- he has to yeah. start retrieving batarangs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like fighting 10 people. All of them are trained. And he's like, okay, I've got two batarangs and a sleep <laughs> dart and that's it. That's all I've got. So he, then you see him like, like Sherlock and that's the Holmes final battle, and formulating he's like a plan. Re- resources. Yeah, this goes into my favorite Iron Man bit ever in Iron Man Three, where he goes yeah, to freaking Dollar exactly General. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, he, drives, exactly. he goes to Dollar General, just buys like snow globes and stuff, and uses them to freaking fight his way into a, a, a freaking enemy base. That's amazing. Yes, yeah. do and that with suit, Batman. And then the suit becomes more like the um, 
uh, Zero Year suit when the Riddler yeah, takes over the city, which is just like it's like kind of tattered and, and pieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I agree. And so I think so for for movie two, I think what you should do is there's you so you would have to deal with the fallout of all of a sudden Batman or Bruce Wayne ha- has sort of. I don't know. You would have to deal with the fallout of trying to eliminate the poor, you know? And so the people politically in Gotham are, you know, probably trying to stop it. And it would be a lot more of like a political thriller because well, like crime families, hired assassins. Yes. You could bring Deathstroke think, into it, you know? Yes. Well, maybe you could do Deathstroke, I suppose. I would prefer something like Zaz, like a little smaller. Zaz would work hand. too. Zaz work great. Yeah. Um, but you bring in Dent then. You bring in Harvey Dent and he becomes the people's white knight as their, like, the district attorney that's actually being fair to, and he's not paid off by anybody. He's actually being fair to the people of, the, of like, the, the, the less fortunate of Gotham. Right. And so you, you, you do Dent and then, obviously, like, what sucks is that then you have, to, you have to kind of ruin it a little bit because Dent has to be corrupted. But I think that'd be a really cool way to bring in Two-Face. And then you have a Gotham who has a hope and then it's dashed again and Batman has to figure out a way to bring it back up, you know? Yeah. I, we're, we're, we're sounding a little dark night. I don't know if Dent's yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it, it's not like we just did this with Dent. Um, well, if you're doing, I, I'm with you. I want to do, I want to, I maybe have, if you're Dent, doing, maybe I, don't I, make I don't him think, face. I don't think you do Joker. No, no, he's not. At all. He's not because he's not the reason that the reason that Dark Knight works is that you have Dent essentially facing off against the chaoticness of Joker. I th- I don't think you would do Joker in this one. I think it would be a far more straight political thriller, and there's less chaos than there is corruption. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who would. I mean, the League of Assassins might work, but Maybe. we already did that. But well, we did. That. I don't think I don't think so because. The League of Assassins want to tear down Gotham, but if Gotham is like on the path if, to prospering, then they probably wouldn't mess with it. You know, right? But then, then it's an argument of: Are they genuinely there to help, or are they just like, or are they sociopaths who decide which cities crumble? And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like I like Roz more when he has some morals. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think Roz is a more interesting character that way. Maybe, also, I yes, said Raish earlier, but I hate when people say Raish. I don't understand it. <laughs> it is Raish, to be fair. I do it's believe. Roz. I, it's it's Raish. And they say Raz in the uh in But it's uh, R A apostrophe S. Y- yes. But they say Raz in Batman Begins, but I'm pretty sure the actual proper pronunciation is Raish. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. What uh, we do I would we, like uh, I would I think like Gotham pronounces it both ways. Yeah, they? I would like DC to come out and tell me which one to say so I know which one to hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell um, me what to hate. <laughs> um <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, maybe what we should do is we should uh, do a part two of this. We should do a part two. We should try. We should. We should formulate and come back with some ideas for a sequel. I like how this came out from Scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so we've created we've created Batman our Batman Year One. So I think what we should do give it a couple weeks or a couple episodes I suppose, yeah. and then we'll come back with storyboarding Batman Year Two. Yeah. Maybe do. Uh, maybe do. Maybe. Uh... This what maybe this was um this is the season opener potentially if not you can cut this out but this is potentially the season opener so maybe uh, do the season finale as the the sequel to this yeah no that'd be cool yeah yeah, yeah I like I really like this um that was fun I'm yeah. glad that all that came out of Scarecrow because I think 
my idea on its own was a little weak, but I'm glad we were able to to build it up. So yeah, thank you, uh, thank uh, you for your no, help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it was fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you um, if you guys like this, please uh, I don't I don't know like it, review it, whatever. I'm, don't do anything. Done just this. just be like just walk away going that was pretty good. And never yeah, talk just, about it again. And never, never talk about it again. Never listen <laughs> yeah. to another one. We're like, I'm, I'm ending don't on a high. Don't like. Don't don't smash that subscribe button. We're not on yep. YouTube, so don't do We're it. We're definitely on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so know. we're doing this for like us. Um, Are you kidding? <laughs> if you guys have any ideas how you would use Scarecrow, um, send us in probably an email. I haven't made the email address yet, but it'll be in the in the description. So uh, you know, send us an email. Tweet us. Uh, I'm at my name which will be late, uh, linked in the in the below um i'm not yeah, just I, let I, us know I, what I you actually have a, a, a twitter as well but I don't oh my gosh zach has a twitter i've only, I've only done i've only only have it so i can follow uh tyson fury that's, that's <laughs> only a world, world heavyweight heavyweight champion of the world tyson fury it. <laughs> why so. do you follow him on there because he doesn't like doing interviews so i have to see so in order to see where he's at i gotta do uh I gotta follow. Dude, he you does interviews follow... like really weird, like hundred, th- like like hundred follower channels. You should he... you should follow um, Paddington because Paddington Bear is a is a Twitter, and it's just what if Paddington had a Twitter, and it's just him being like, it's quite warm today. <laughs> it's oh very God. good. That sounds very pleasant. This is disgusting. Yeah, this makes me this is a pr- now uh, uh, endorsed promo for um, Paddington Bear's Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Bojack Horseman did the same thing where his Twitter account is Bojack, but I found that one to be less charming. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> I'd find it more charming if Will Arnett ran the page, but I don't think he does. <laughs> but if it was actually Will Arnett and he like could record like voice messages and stuff, that'd be fun. Anyway, um, yeah, so let us know and uh, tune in for next episode. Thanks, guys. Yeah.